0: state of the arts. My name is Terrence Van, and I am joined today by Leanna McGurr of the Wilmington Children's Course, which is a remarkable organization, uh, you know, a very diverse, uh, very historic, um, and in a short amount of time, you know, has, has have done amazing things all over the globe. And I'm extremely excited to learn more about what the Wilmington Chor- Children's Course does, And then all the programs that they have to offer. Um, So, Leanna, could you kind of open us up to an intro, bring us into, you know, the world of the Wilmington Children's Course and all the incredible things that happen there?
1: Absolutely. So, Here at the Wilmington Children's Chorus, we're really passionate about making sure that the study of music education is both accessible for all children and families and that their experiences with us are exceptional. We think that's no less than what the kids and families of Wilmington deserve. They deserve to have access, and sometimes that means eliminating tuition and fees. Sometimes that means providing transportation, meeting kids where they are after school, and they deserve to have exceptional experiences. So we offer a High quality product in neighborhoods across Wilmington,
0: and that is fabulous. That I, I mean, there are so many children that get to have a, 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 a just incredible education um, in music, and I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm, how many students would ha, have come through the Wilmington Children's Chorus throughout the years. Would you say thousands? Thousands.
1: Uh, we're probably up where somewhere in the 2,000s now. We've worked with so many kids and families, and something that's really special about WCC is kids tend to stay with us for a long time because we develop real relationships with the students and their families, those folks that we serve. So we've, of our 2021 graduating class, I think 90% had been with the choir for more than five years. Folks really Uh, tend to come into the Wilmington Children's course, and they stay until they graduate high school. It's really special to be a part of their educational journey for such a long time. And if you think about how school is structured and many other um, extracurricular activities, it's not often that kids get to develop a relationship with a teacher over that many years. mm -hmm. They see a teacher for one year in school, and they move on to the next subject and the next teacher but there's something really special about the connection that we're able to form with children when we get to know them when they're in kindergarten, first grade, second grade and we stay with them throughout their entire school journey.
0: Wow. That that I mean that that's remarkable a, a family oriented um environment and you know that's so good for the kids that have mentors and role models um in the creative space. Um, and you know, I've done a little bit re- uh, of research here. And now you're the executive director today, but yeah. you started a- as as a youth member of the course, and 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 you've had a journey within uh, the program yourself. Uh, could you share a little bit about that? You know, from from there to being the executive director. How how has that been?
1: Yeah. So speaking of staying for a long time, I think I've stayed for the longest of anybody. Maybe.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I joined when I was in middle school in 2007, so I'm revealing my age here, and I loved the choir so much, and I loved the people that I met here, and I really loved what we were about, which was making really incredible music in the heart of Wilmington, Mm. and I loved it so much that I stayed all throughout high school, and I interned for them when I was in college. I was pursuing education. I'm I'm a real teacher at heart, Mm. and... I wanted to stay connected with the organization, so I volunteered with them, and I sort of developed this real love for the educational philosophy here at the Wilmington Children's Chorus. We're so student-centered, and as I was pursuing my education degree, and I was in classrooms doing observations with other teachers, I just recognized something in the Wilmington Children's Chorus that I felt was lacking in the public school system. And that was student-centered, child-first approach to everything. That's something that I'm so proud that we're able to do here at the Wilmington Children's Chorus. Kids' experiences and their education come before Everything else. And that's in every room we walk into. Mm. And I don't always feel like that is super present in a lot of classrooms. And it's not a teacher's fault. It's absolutely bureaucratic nonsense, <laughs> red tape that strips away a lot of teacher autonomy. And mm. so I was resonating more with the work that I was seeing done at the Wilmington Children's Chorus than I was in my field of study and i just thought man i'm 22 i would really love to invest in this and see where we can where we can take it so i decided i was going to work for children's chorus part time and i was like i can piece together a bunch of other things i could do a singing gig i can do other teaching gigs but i really wanted to invest in the wilmington children's chorus so i took a part time job as manager of operations in 2015, and I just have never left since. So I, I did that for five years. And under that time, we grew positions. We transitioned from, um, we were a project of the City of Wilmington's nonprofit City Fest um, from our founding until. 2020, which is when I oversaw that transition. So, I really wanted to take us to independence. I really wanted to grow our programs, really wanted to grow our team, and uh, took over as executive director in 2020 and have not stopped running ever since, it feels like.
0: I want to take a minute to remind our listeners that you are tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts you know everything that you spoke to um you know really connecting with the students and you being one of those students that are that is now leading the organization um wow the uh you know those are some lucky kids to have you have you there and 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 have your expertise uh oh, because you. you you know you're also a singer in your own right uh as i see it and, and just about all of the staff are are also artists um yes which is, which is wonderful, um, that it's artist led. Now there's a lot of programs that happen, um, <laughs> you know, at the women and children's course, a lot of programs. Can you, can you help us navigate? Um, you know, are there, you know, is there a flagship program that, that is, you know, kind of your main focus or is it just, you know, a wide net, of things to kind of get into and learn about, you know, once you join the women's and children's course, could you kind of bring us through that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So we really cast a wide net. We want to be with kids from birth until they graduate high school and we want to infuse their lives with music at every step of the way. So we can start with our early learners music program that launched at Kingswood community center in partnership with them in 2021 so we're just about to finish okay. two full years of that program it's one of our newest and it's one of our most exciting we work with all of their kids ages 1 to 18 uh 1 to 5 excuse me i'll start that sentence again we work with all of their kids ages 1 to 5 in their babies toddlers and preschoolers and pre-k classrooms mm-hmm. and we embed twice weekly music education into their school days so again going back to that idea of access Early childhood classes are early childhood music classes are expensive and oftentimes they're prohibitive when they're held is really hard for a lot of families to get to. You're talking Saturday mornings. Mm. Um, They require transportation. They often require parent or family attendance in classes and they can cost anywhere from 15 to $30 per class to attend. So, The cost alone can sometimes be prohibitive for folks. But also, if you're a parent working shift work, if you're working two jobs, or if you just have a handful of kids and you've worked all week and you're exhausted on Saturday morning, you're not getting up to go to that class. Mm. So we wanted to ensure that children were receiving the really incredible benefits of early childhood music making without placing burden on families. So we've embedded it into their school day. Again, we're reaching them right where they are. So we have that and we're launching a new site of that next year at Las Américas Spirit Academy. They have a daycare center. So we're expanding that program next year, which we're very excited about. And there we're going to start with babies as young as six weeks old. And we're so excited about that potential
0: that is incredible that is incredible and you know they they say children you know they're finding out that they have the capacity to learn and music and you know the tone tonally and vibrationally you know it really um it really does make them smarter that's what they found Mm -hmm. i I have i have a a a one and a half year old daughter and um you know we're, we're constantly listening to classical music and all different kinds of music, choral choral music. Um all because her, her mother used to uh sing um that's also. Amazing. So that's that's great to hear that students get a chance to, you know, have access to these programs at, at a young age and for free. I mean that, mm-hmm. that that is major for some some families out there to, you know, just have, have that for their children. Um it is. It
1: you know, is at a price and like, it's so know, important. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, no. Continue. No, please.
1: So the the benefits of early childhood music making have been well studied. They're documented. We know what it does. We know that not only does it improve a child's musicality later in life, but it also improves their academic and their social well-being. So Mm -hmm. there's really fascinating connections between early childhood music making and literacy rates later on in life. Mm-hmm. And literacy informs every aspect of your life. It informs your ability to not just secure a job, to do well academically, but it also informs a lot of your health care. It informs your um, your relationships with other people. Literacy has impacts on every aspect of your life. So we're really fascinated about the idea of embedding these classes into the children's school day, providing them with these benefits, and then, and then tracking that progress and seeing what they look like, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road. What is the impact that this type of intensive and immersive programming is having on their lives? So we're really excited. We're only two years in, so we're a little bit far out from that 5, 10, 15-year data, but we're excited to collect it when it's available
0: well and and, hey you have to start somewhere and um it's exciting that it's a recent um you know innovation that that you you've brought to the table and you know with with that being said so children they're getting the chance to have access to the music but this is also a traveling course now i've seen that the course has has been all over the country uh even you know outside of the country you know international. Um, and I, and I've also seen there's been a connection with some of the sister cities globally you know having um, a connection there through the music. so how has that been for the students to be able to travel go to you know different places uh, with their craft H- have you seen have you seen them kind of you know engage and learn in different places or you know how's that experience been?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So we have a performing division of the Wilmington Children's Chorus. We call them our performing ensembles or performing choirs. And that's actually the longest running program that WCC has. So if you're really familiar with the Wilmington Children's Chorus, you might have a vision in your mind of a bunch of kids singing, standing around singing, and maybe some blue polos. Uh, That's what might be what you're thinking of. And those are our performing choirs. Those are children ages eight to 18. And they come from over 28 different schools throughout the the state of Delaware. And they are preparing to travel to Germany and Austria this summer. They actually have an international tour coming up. They'll be leaving in just about two months' time. And they'll go on about a two-week trip. And a big part of that trip is an immersive cultural exchange with a youth orchestra in Wilmington's sister city of Fulda, Germany. So this is something that was brought about in 2011, so I guess we're coming up on 12 years, and um, a man named Dennis Shear, who's actually now passed, but has such a tremendous legacy um, in Sister Cities, and in particular, the Wilmington Children's Chorus, had this idea. He wanted to form a connection, a musical connection between some of our Sister Cities, and we connected with Fulda, and really connected with a youth orchestra over there, who are so talented and just an absolute pleasure to perform with. So every two years, the Children's Chorus Performing Choirs will go visit them, or they'll come here to Wilmington. So check back in in a couple of years. They'll be visiting us here in Wilmington. We'll have a big performance. It will be um, quite the show, as it always is. But this is a traveling year for us. So we're taking about 50 high schoolers to Germany and Austria in a couple of months' time.
0: Wow. Um, that sounds like, you know, an experience of a lifetime, uh, for the students. And it sounds like hopefully no, uh, chaperones are losing their hair on that one. Uh, you know, (laughs) sounds like that, you know, bringing students to another country. I mean, it's, 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 it's an adventurous, uh, thing to do. Um, but wow, I'm sure that brings people together and, You know, just learning when I first left, you know, left the country, it was a huge experience for me. And um, to be able to go and do your craft, um, that's such a blessing for the students and I'm sure for everyone, everyone that's um, involved. And, you know, to go international is a big piece. But the neighborhood choruses also, uh, you know, I heard you speaking about that. Now, now this is really important, right? Like you said, in the heart of Wilmington, there's these neighborhood choruses operating. Uh, could you tell our listeners about that a bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, performing choirs is our longest running program, and they've always been tuition free. But one of the things that we noticed... Was that tuition is not the only barrier to good education. Oftentimes, transportation can really stand in the way of families enrolling their kids in after school activities, particularly in neighborhoods where folks have been historically disadvantaged and marginalized. And we wanted to address that challenge while, again, not placing an additional burden on parents or families. So we launched the Neighborhood Choir Project in collaboration with our good friends at Opera Delaware, and we partnered with community centers to bring choir to the child. And this way, parents aren't burdened by tuition or fees. They're also not burdened by having to research an ensemble for their child to participate in schedule an audition, fill out the online registration forms. Everything I just mentioned, there's barriers to all of those things, technology, time. So we're really passionate about eliminating barriers everywhere and anywhere we can. And we recognize that a lot of these families in neighborhoods like Hilltop, in neighborhoods like West End, like Riverside, they rely on their community centers as the heart of their neighborhoods. They rely on them for child care, for homework help, for connection to services, for food, sometimes for connection to the shelter. So if we can tap into that, that resource, and if we can engage with those community centers, we can form a deeper relationship with these families, we can serve their kids, and we can build trust with them along the way. We know that community centers are the heart of neighborhoods. And we know that those, the community center staff have such trust to build up with these families in these neighborhoods. And so we really wanted to partner so that we could offer an additional service and expand our offerings for folks. So that's how the Neighborhood Choir was born. We've got three sites right now. We are, again, we're expanding to an additional two next year. So we'll have five Neighborhood Choirs in total. We're so excited to be expanding those offerings. And we have a wait list for that program as well. So we have even more community centers who are just waiting for funding and staff we're waiting for funding and staff uh to open up we have a wait list for the early childhood program so we're really just trying to meet community
0: no that that is so that's a wonderful experience for the children you know i know it is and uh like you said it's it's great that the influence is, is growing you know for for folks to have access to these programs um you know that's a wonderful thing and you know with all that being said um you know going to the future you know what what are the plans for the future where where do you see your greatest successes being and you know you know if there's anything else that you'd like to share for the listeners um but speaking to the future i i would love to hear your thoughts on that
1: yeah so we have a, a really bright and exciting immediate year coming for us. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're expanding a lot of our program offerings. We're going to serve 650 children next year. So we're absolutely thrilled about that. And our future looks like expansion of programs. Like I said, we have a wait list for the early childhood program. We have a wait list for our neighborhood choir program. We're launching new programs um, performing divisions next year, and we really want to focus on expanding our offerings because the community has told us very clearly, yes, we need this. We want this. There is there is a real need for this in the Wilmington community, and we just want to meet that need and to serve these kids and their families really well. So we are hyper-focused on Wilmington and Newcastle County, and we are very invested in expanding what we currently offer.
0: Oh, that uh, I can't wait to see a performance uh you know just to hear more that's happening I'm sure I have you you know either some members in my family that are younger um or you know folks I know in the neighborhood who are already in the course uh so you know it's it's awesome to hear that the success is growing and that there's a wait list the demand is is high um you know for for this program also uh, you know, c- could you let the folks know what is the best way to reach you, to con- contact you and connect, uh, you know, with the Wilmington Children's Chorus? Uh, could you share a little bit? What is the best way to reach you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We are super active on social media. We are on Facebook. If you like Facebook, we're on Instagram. If you like Instagram, the kids want me to get TikTok. I don't know how to use TikTok. We're working on it. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to hand the phone to them and be like, you figure out TikTok for me then. Right. Uh, But Facebook and Instagram is a great way to see what we're doing every day. We've got programs running. So every day there's some great content up there. And if you're interested in enrolling in any of our programs or learning more, our website's a great resource or just shoot us a message on again, Instagram or Facebook, we'll connect with you and, uh, Love to talk more about the Wilmington Children's Chorus. I do this all the time. I will happily do this all day.
0: Yes, yes. So if you're listening, please reach out.
1: Is committed to supporting the arts and cultivating creativity to enhance the quality of life in Delaware. Together with its advisory body, the Delaware State Arts Council, the division administers grants and programs that support arts programming, educate the public, increase awareness of the arts, and integrate the arts into all facets of Delaware life. To find out more about the division, visit arts.delaware.gov.